Welcome back to New Money, and if you just joined us, we're discussing retirement and financial planning. My guest this evening is Lauren Kutsia, investment professional at Marriott Investment Managers. You can still e- email me with your questions on brian at bdtv.co.za or brianh at bhca.co.za. Uh, Loans, we've dealt with the first email from Glenda in Houghton, but I think I didn't give you enough time. And she asked, with interest rates at all-time lows, how would Marriott suggest a client who's looking for high levels of income invest in the current environment? So you spoke about very much government bonds as one of the alternatives, one of the investments. How do you guys see property? Do you see pro- have you got an exposure still to property, or is property now just a question of, um, of, of maybe getting some capital growth rather than looking at income? You know, in our, in our income funds, Brian, I think it's thank you for giving me some more time on this. Um, we, we certainly prefer medium-term bonds over property. In our core income fund, which is towards Glenda's question, uh, for an investor looking for high levels of income, um, we have about one, one and a half percent property exposure um, in our portfolio. Um, so, so it certainly doesn't feature prominently in our portfolio. And, and we honestly believe in an, for a client looking for a high level of income, one needs to go to a flexible income fund and a reasonable level of income that I think one can draw at the moment is around six odd percent. Um, and, and it's a lot lower than, we, than we've had historically. But if you compare that to, you know, short-term cash rates of three and a half percent, you know, a fund like the Marriott Core Income Fund, I think could be a, a useful, useful solution for, for, for clients. Lawrence, you're talking about voluntary money. H- how involved is your company with compulsory money when it comes to pensions money? How, I mean, are, are, are you guys into the living annuity type market yes. And, yes. And, and fixed annuities? Yes, Brian, we, we have our own living annuity product at Marriott, so, so both sides. We cover both sides equally. Okay. Then, then Lincoln in Tiger Boo said, how do people know if they are track on track with their retirement plan? Always a problem, because if you ask people working for companies, they'll all tell you, I'm, I'm contributing to a retirement fund or a pension fund or a provenant. The problem is there's no correlation between what you're contributing, what the value of your fund is, and what you need. And, that's, and that question really is a program on its own. Because how much will you need at retirement? And obviously, hopefully, at retirement, there are three components that must be in place. You must have a home paid for, you must have no debt, and you must have a good healthcare program. Then you can work out. Also, at retirement, the chances are that you probably won't have school fees, children will have left home, your whole budget will be very different. Then you've got to take your, what you need today, assuming those were all in place. Let's say you're a 45-year-old and you need 50,000 rand a month, but 25 you won't have at retirement. So today, at retirement, projecting forward, you need 25,000, but then you've got to escalate that ahead with a rate of inflation. And then you've got to correlate that through your number. It's a, it's a whole financial plan on its own, and really, I'm always advising our viewers Talk to a financial advisor. Dean in Marigold Park says, I'm a member of a pension and provident fund. Is that sufficient? Lawrence? Yeah, I, I mean, Dean, the, the, the simple answer is there's not enough information for me to answer that. You know, the truth is, how much have you saved? How much are you saving? How many years do you still have to go? Uh, what I can tell you, Dean, um, you know, just if you're looking for an easy, understandable way to understand 
if you've saved enough, Marriott's got a nice little investment planning tool. You can put your current amount in. You can put how much monthly debit order you're going to save, how much that's going to escalate. Let's say you retire in 10 years' time. We will be able to calculate how much income your, your investment will be able to produce at retirement. And why that's important, I think, Brian, just to mention, is our portfolios give you the ability to spend the income from the portfolio and leave the capital intact. So when you're talking longevity risk, you know, a balanced portfolio will give you X amount, you know, over time will keep up with inflation um, and gives you the ability to follow Marriott's philosophy of spending the income, not the capital. A really good way to secure against longevity risk. Yeah, and, and Lawrence, I'm sure you'll agree, so many people reach retirement with insufficient funds for one of many reasons. The first reason is people start too late. The second is yeah. when they do start, they're not saving enough. The third is often they take the wrong investment strategy. I mean, if, you take, if you're thinking 15, 20, 25 years out, you've got to be much more, much more growth orientated. You don't need to worry, as you said early on, you don't need to worry about the fluctuations. And then the most important of all is very few people stay in a job from day one to retirement. And when they move, they do not preserve their funds. What, are your, what experience do you see in the market about younger people, maybe between the ages of 25 and 40, when they leave jobs, are they preserving their funds? Brian, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I, I can say the same as you. The truth is people, you know, need, probably need the money. You know, they don't have other savings. So, so it's a very complex situation. The truth is, you know, those first few years of saving will compound for the longest time. So, so it's the most important thing to not try and spend that money, to try and keep it within your savings. Um, you know, I, I, each person has to try and, you know, circumstances are different. Um, it's very difficult for me to try and tell you how to go about that. The only thing I can say is the best advice is to not touch that money, keep it there. One day you're going to need it. And what you don't want is to end up when you're you know, older, needing help, needing money, and not to have saved it. Um, you know, that, that is not a good place to be because you won't have enough time to save enough because you're going to need to draw money out monthly. Um, and, you know, if you look at what the state is, you know, giving out for people, uh, it's just not enough to live on. It's a very, very minuscule amount. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I get so excited when a young person contacts me and said, should I be uh, preserving my money? They may be coming out with only twenty-five or 30,000. They may be 30 years old. If you project that forward to age 60, that lump sum, but you'll get an unbelievable return. And I suggest anyone leaving a job, what you should be doing is getting someone to do that calculation. If you take the money now, and I understand what Lauren said, I fully agree. There are a lot of people who have no choice. They have to take their money. They haven't got jobs. They need to put bread on the table. But if you can preserve it, get someone to work out what that will be uh, worth at retirement. John in Cape Town says, I'm due to retire at the end of the year. I'm 65 and I'm not sure whether to buy a living annuity or a fixed annuity. Big question, eh, Lawrence. That's always what people are saying at retirement. Do I leave money to my family or do I use that money for myself? Yeah, Brian, I think you might be best to answer that. And, you know, I think the truth is I would go see your financial advisor. Go understand what your needs are. 
you know, it's not for me to say which one is better or not. Um, you know, I think most people want to leave something for their family. Um, so, so, you know, it depends on your needs and your requirements. Um, I'm not so, going yeah. to le leave you off the hook. So you're going to really be prepared from the next email from Colin. But let me just make that comment. I think when you get to retirement, you've got to determine, have I saved all these years and are these funds to be used for me and my spouse? And if yeah. I want to leave my children money, then maybe early on in life you should have a life policy that you can continue well into retirement. So at least you've got that amount of money that are going to your children. But as Lauren says, uh, to talk to your financial advisor. And we're not passing the buck. But because you try to pass the buck, Lawrence, Colin's in Bedford View. So Colin in Bedford View, which you, says, how do you suggest I, beget, I become a better saver? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Brian, you really yeah. are giving me the tough well, question you, you, you sort of, you sort of <laughs> sidestepped the other one. You know, I struggle myself yeah. to be a better saver. Um, I've got two kids, I've got a house, I've got a car I'm paying off. Um, my advice would be to sign up for a debit order every month. Um, it comes off your account. Um, and then, you know, whatever's left over, I, you know, you generally spend... Um, I would try and, you know, go and set up how much you think you need to save, speak to your, your advisor, how much you need to save, set that up, and then live within your means from that perspective. It's very difficult to say I'm going to, whatever's left over, save. I think try and get that plan in place, uh, get those debit orders off, and I think that will serve you well. Um, I hope that didn't pass the buck, right? No, you didn't. Look, there's an expression, pay yourself first. And by the way, there's a big difference between saving and investment. Saving is money you're going to put away. As Lauren said earlier on the program, you want certainty and you want security. Money you're going to put away for the next one to three years. You don't want to take risk. But investments is where you do take on risk. And you need to take on that risk. Understand that you can't sit in money market. You can't even sit in bonds long term. What you need to be looking at is growth assets, which are equity and property. I'm going to quickly sneak in another email before we leave. Kirsten in Westville says, is there a recognized amount which one needs to save for retirement? Lawrence, open-ended question depending on your age and those circumstances. Just say the question again. Is there? Well, well Lawrence, unfortunately, I'm not even going to be able to do that. I will deal with that e email from Kirsten. Kirsten, I will contact you separately after the, uh, in the next day or two and answer that question. Um, everyone's Thank investment you, and retirement circumstances are different and everyone is at a different stage in this process. The message that I'm trying to get through is that investment, financial and retirement planning are an ongoing process and regular reviews with a financial planner is well advised. Lawrence, I'd like to thank you for joining me this evening. It's important to note that our program tonight is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's program will be once again focusing on the investment world. And if you need to get hold of me, my details have appeared on the screen. I'd like to thank you. Thank you, Lawrence, for watching and good night.